We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brandon Scott, SportsRadio610.com. Now we do live up to still having the best hair of any show in the station. The <laughs> you last, read my mind. The last yeah. two days. And I had to let it down, too, baby. I had yeah, to let it down let for it you. Down. The last so two days, did. Sean Bajani gave us uh, gave us a real effort. Uh, just uh, took us down some. He deletes his hair. Yeah, he, yeah, he deletes his hair. <laughs> and others. Along with other things. But B. Scott's in the building today. We're going to have a good time like we have all week. That's right. Not a deleter, by the way. Love the energy. That's right. Love, Love the energy it. and not a deleter, not by a deleter. the way. So not bringing that, yeah. bringing that element. You. That's right. Not yes, so sir. much so he's not a deleter. He just he was just blessed to be able to get into the dock around 12 minutes <laughs> That's ago. so true. I didn't have yeah, an opportunity right. to delete a damn well, I mean, thing. It's not your fault. It's, it's, it's obviously Sean Bajani has left us wounded, and we're uh, we're untrustworthy. So uh, we waited. Sean messing up my access to we the drive Google Doc. I'm supposed to have access to them damn things, man. All right. Messing up my access, dog. All right, T-Mill today, uh, we're all waiting and wondering if, at uh, at five uh, at five forty, if he actually will have done uh, the best of as he has promised. Uh, Not again, in his laziness. Uh, I'm I'm believing in today, as a leader and the clear leader of this show. I have I have uh, put my foot down, so I am uh, I am I am pretty confident that we will have the best of today, uh, or I got to really start to look at myself in the mirror. So that's coming up at five forty. Uh, hopefully you, you enjoy yourself, um, and I and I can't wait. And see, uh, I'm looking at Tyler through the glass, and he is leaking confidence about this should, proclamation that you should. just made. He's had clear leaking clear time, <laughs> um, and I'm not even going to have the expectation that I hear Brandon on there. Although I believe on a Friday he can get that turned around in there quick enough, but um, should uh, should have some Clint, some Sean, myself. I mean, of, I, I was on earlier in the week, too, with y'all. So, you were, you I mean, there, there's, on, so. there's more opportunity there. It don't have to just be today, too. So, I mean, really be folks too many excuses, there, man. Uh, really, the Fighting Tylers, no uh, no excuses. Um, uh, no excuses what whatsoever. All right, um, today is, um, uh, if I got this right, Tyler, today, D'Amico Ryan's interview, that's the latest. Yes, sir, it's D'Amico Day. And uh, really, D'Amico is outside of... Um, the other guy that's the uh, offensive coordinator in, uh, in New, New York, York for the Giants. Mike Kafka, yeah, he'll interview Sunday. The other guy. I purposely didn't want to say or hear his name because, you know, Mike Kafka's name puts me in a bad place. Uh, but out, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But it ain't Kafka's fault. It's, it's the rest of our fault. Just stop saying his name. It's the collective fault. Just stop saying his name. There we go. He is the only one that has not interviewed yet after today. 
D'Amico Ryans, former Houston Texan. Right, I, I, this would be accurate probably, even over Sean Payton, the fan favorite. Like, I think if, so, if, for if, sure. If we, did a, if we did a poll on Sports Radio 610 and put up the top five, D'Amico Ryans' name would probably win out of who do you want to be the head coach by the Houston Texans? Yeah, yeah, there's already a connection to, to D'Amico Ryans from yep. his time here, obviously, and he doesn't cost a draft pick. And he's been successful as a coach, as a coordinator on top of that. So yeah. so he, he checks all the boxes of connecting with the fans, not costing what the best candidate would cost, what is probably the best candidate would cost, and then also and, checked, uh, and, and then also having success. So yeah, he's had success as a coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sure. So he would be the the, the guy. I, this this was my thinking, fellas. Who who is sitting in a position of power in this Zoom interview? Who it like? I mean, because you really normally you think about an interview process, and it is like hell. All of you, you place yourself. You've been in interviews. Generally, when you have interviewed for a job, hell, Tyler, I know when you interviewed for this one, you wouldn't sit in a place of power. Very, very opposite of that, actually. <laughs> very, very minimal power. Maybe, Brandon, you were. Maybe you were sitting in a place of you could choose where the hell you wanted to go. The the website and digital situation here was pretty bad when I got here. I will say that. Yeah, man. I was, but but I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it power. No. Yeah, not me. I was uh I was fired. Um. I didn't have a job either. At the uh, time. I was fired. I was. Uh, I did have a job. I was two kids and one on the way, um, and uh, and you know I had a couple of other options, but I wasn't dealing with a lot of power here. Wasn't dealing with a lot of power. Most people aren't. Who who is it? Because most most people most people the person who is interviewed they want the job, and the the person who is doing the interviewing as Cal McNair and Hannah and and, and Nick are the ones who generally have the power because they have multiple options. I, I don't think it's that way in this case. I, I I think if it were to me to guess, I think D'Amico, even though he's never been a head coach and he's not like Sean Payton, because Sean Payton's Zoom interview, he damn sure was dealing in a place of power. Like he was, it was it was uh, an interview more the other way. This one, I still think D'Amico Ryan's is dealing from a pretty good space of power in this in this interview because. I think he he clearly has options, and clearly I think the McNairs and Nick Casario have to do more of selling of the Texans to him probably than he really needs to do selling of D'Amico Ryans to them. Yeah, they so the, the Texans and Cal McNair, the McNair family and Nick Casario, I would say they hold the one position of power of just having the, the money trump card. They could money whip, in theory, whichever candidate that they really want, whether that be D'Amico or Sean Payton, paying him the $25 million that he's asking for, whatever it is, they hold the power from that standpoint that they, they are just richer than whoever it is that they're going to be interviewing. But past that, the point that you're making about them having to sell the Texans and more than anything sell the front office because we know what makes this job appealing. That's the thing for me is that everything that sells the job in a positive way, everything that's positive about this, this opportunity or is the known is the things that you know about. They've got the number two overall pick. They got, you know, five picks in the first three rounds. They got all of this money and cap space. They got all of this, all of these tools. But the part that needs to be sold is the unknown. The part that where they don't hold a position of power is the stuff that people aren't really necessarily sure about. How are things being operated? And what is the working relationship going to be like with the McNair family and with 
Nick and, and, and with Nick Casario. And can I trust? Can I trust? There you go. Can, can I trust? Can what I you're trust telling me this, right now? this this group? Can I trust this crew with all of these resources that you're selling me on? Because I think I made this analogy yesterday when I was on Within the Loop. Like I can have the ingredients, I can have the recipe of something that you think tastes good, but if you come in my kitchen and it's dirty, or you don't trust me as a cook, you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't trust the cook to to make the ingredients, you might not be interested in eating the meal. You're gonna be far less interested in that dish. So that I'd to probably, me, I'd probably still taste it. But you would be a little skeptical. You come in my, you come in, on what it was. You know, come in the kitchen and you're like, is that is that hair on the stove? Like you you're gonna be you're gonna be a little you're gonna be a little uh, a little skeptical. So they, so they, they gotta sell that. Is it? What is it? That's the question. Hair on the stove. I'm just saying, is the hair away from the? There should be no damn hair on the stove, man. I mean, but if it, man, if it's like zero hair, if it like, if it's like a chicken parm that looks real good though, (laughs) like and the and the cheese is bubbling and so so did you eat lunch? Yeah, I was gonna say so. He's not a candidate for anything. You're not operating in a position of power. Shout out to soda, but I mean, you know. I mean, if that is, if it looked like some real, if you use some real good grease on that, uh, you know, on that catfish, that and I, I may take a look at it still. Wait, how if we go from chicken parm to catfish? I'm just thinking yeah. about different things. Yeah, Joe oh, is hungry. You, I should have brought no, you to Boudreaux's saying, with me yesterday no, no, for the you, you for the make, 24th uh, anniversary food, of Boudreaux's. You go make food analogies; it might get away from me. But to get back to it, and, and <laughs> old outside, show came out a bit there. And outside of the bit. catfish, I mix my cat my my tartar sauce with hot sauce straight up. They, what? they had that fish plate for nine ninety nine at Boudreaux's, man. Dude, you should <laughs> all day. The fish plate for nine ninety nine and three dollar uh, rum margaritas. Mm. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was. To, it was to, but yeah. Anyway, go ahead. To make the point, though, to, to, to the other point of that is, is you said trust. Like they have to, they have to <laughs> sell candidates like Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryan, who I think are the top two candidates. Yeah. Rather, however you 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 have them one or two. They got to sell them on one, hey, trust us, this is going to be the element of how things are going to go. However, you're going to report here, you're going to report here, this is who has the final say-so, this is how the, 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 the hierarchy is going to be. They have to sell candidates on that, and then they also have to sell candidates that they got to trust them that this is actually how it's going to be. Yeah. It ain't just a, the Texans may have lost the benefit of the doubt with some people of, all right, man, if we tell you this is how it's going to be, no, but really is it? Yeah. Like how much? So they have a lot to sell. Like I think you said it before before the show. There, there's some candidates on here that maybe not be may not be dealing in a place of power. Like yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah you're right. You know, I don't I don't know if I don't know yeah, if yeah, Tom Tom Brown ain't dealing. I don't know in a place if Tom is. Glad, uh, glad to get this interview. You know, I, I, I don't hell I don't, I don't know if some of these cats are dealing with a place of power, but. I think D'Amico definitely is because D'Amico has, I think, it, the Denver Broncos flew to him to go see him, to go get him. Like, they, I mean, they he has options. So they have to come correct and really have to be ready to sell it and have to sell it way better than Cal McNair sold some of the things that he said and questions he tried to answer when he was on here with, uh, with, with specifically Sean and Seth. When it, it took him a while to answer some questions, so they've got to do as much selling, if not more, to a guy like D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, I 100 percent believe that Texans ownership and management, so meaning the McNairs and Nick Casario, are well aware of some of the credibility and trust issues that might exist throughout the league, 
And so, like, show that was one of the reasons why when we talked to Nick Casario, so right before he did the interview with Payne Pendergast, when he did that media availability with the reporters, and he was asked the question about, hey, how do you, how are you going to sell yourselves to, or, or sell like a, an African American candidate that you're not going to just fire a black candidate after firing one in back to back years after a one and done season? And to me, like, obviously that is a question. But even a bigger question is how are you going to sell yourselves as trustworthy and credible as like you know exactly what you're doing? Like regardless of what color those uh, coaches were, you just fired coaches in back-to-back years and showed a lack of vision and sort of like direction of where exactly this franchise is going. So while you got all of these assets, how do I know? How can I trust? Where's the credibility exactly that I know exactly that you know what you're doing? So that was why that was the question for me to Nick Casario. I was like, how are you guys going to do that? and sell yourselves or sell your candidates on, hey, this is a credible and viable organization, not just one that has failed its way up into draft picks and failed its way into extra cap space and all of that because time has elapsed, but we actually are cooks in this kitchen and know what to do with these ingredients. Like, that's exactly what they got to do. And when you talk about operating a position of power, like, yeah, they got the money. They can money whip whoever it is, but say that person got options, like you assume D'Amico Ryans and certainly Sean Payton does, guys like that. Yeah, you got to sell that. Trailer rolling frame text line. Uh, Tyler's question of the day. Do you believe who, who of the two, the McNairs or or D'Amico Ryans, who is in the power seat? Who is in the power seat in this interview? I just made up Tyler's question of the day. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, do we, do we have a new thing we're yeah, doing? We got a new segment. Tyler's question of the, question it's of the day. Tyler's the, question of the day. The trailer rolling frame text line. Who's in the power seat? The McNairs? Nick Casario, the Texans, or D'Amico Ryans? I, I just there, there's a lot to uncover with D'Amico as he interviews today. I just I I wanted to throw just I just wanted to throw something out about this coaching search that I I, I got a I got a, a just a just a taste of concern about. We talked about the top three, right? And I we talked about the top three that we feel are if we had to rank. Just from we know of, of the Texans, who we think the top three are. We think one, two, in some form or fashion is D'Amico and Sean Payton. And then I think, Tyler, we agreed the third would be Jonathan Gannon. Yes, sir. People seem to be really impressed with Jonathan Gannon. We've heard Jonathan, Jonathan Gannon connected. I think they can hire Jonathan Gannon. I think D'Amico and I think Sean Payton is, is they got competition and that's a little bit more difficult. Not a Gannon. I think they can get Jonathan Gannon, and I think a big piece of why they can get Jonathan Gannon is because nobody else is interviewing Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> it was like, a Gannon. Are the Texans? Was he got like one or two other interviews? Maybe. Oh, I don't. I don't see. I have. I, I have it. I have looked up and and, and found a, situ, a, a a site here, football scoop of, of of pairing all of the GM and the coachings the coaches that each team that have openings there have requested interviews for and, and had interviews with. And the only name and team that Jonathan Gannon lands under is the Houston Texans. Hmm. So, I, 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 I had heard rumors that maybe the Cardinals had tried to, but it just says the Cardinals requested an interview with Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryans and Brian Flores. I'm just saying, are the Texans going to do this for a third year in a row? Are they going to potentially hire a coach that nobody else in the interview cycle has interviewed? Not a Gannon. Maybe they know something that we don't know. 
Like they did with David Cully yeah. and, and Lovey. Not yeah. again. And, and Josh McCown. Yeah, yeah, they're insightful on this kind of thing, man. I just, I, I just, come on, man. Please. I just, I, I, I'm ex- I need Jonathan to get another interview just to, to make you feel better about it. That would be three years in a row. Three years in a row, and I'll throw Josh McCown in there because we all know that's who they wanted to hire. Three years in a row, four guys they hired or wanted to hire, if they hired Jonathan Gannon, would have not interviewed in the interview cycle with anybody else. Yeah, the the only theory there is, show is that for whatever reason, Jonathan Gannon and the Texans are some you know theoretical match made in heaven, and that's where exactly Jonathan Gannon thinks that he's going. And maybe he's not looking at these other places, and these other places, therefore, aren't really looking at him because they feel like he's looking more so into the place that he just interviewed at. Like, that's that's the only way that it would make sense. Otherwise, your theory would be true that they are possibly looking at the least desirable candidate or the least sought-after candidate, I should say. I just, I, I just, just be three in a row. That just seemed to have not worked to interview, to, to hire the guy that nobody else had showed interest in. yeah. Yeah, but uh, maybe maybe this time the third time's a charm and they and they know what they're doing. I just I'm just looking at that. And I'm like, they're gonna do this for a third straight year. Yeah, but I would say another pushback I would have on that is that at least Jonathan Gannon is coming from. He even if he's not interviewing at other places, it's not like he's coming out of nowhere. Kind of like how David Cully was as a position as a longtime position coach. How Lovey Smith that had not fair. been on anybody's radar for a very valid reason. Jonathan Gannon at least still is an up-and-coming and and successful second-year defensive coordinator for a defense that right now is the, you know, the number one seed in the NFC. They've been one of the better teams all year. His unit specifically has been excellent. So, so at the very least, you can see the potential in and maybe even more so question, hey, why isn't Jonathan Gannon uh, getting more looks as opposed to why are the Texans only looking at or looking at the least yeah, sought after this, candidate. Yeah, this is the Texans, so their track record. Yeah, uh, doesn't roll with that. You're yeah, right. They, they earn it. There's five it. five teams that are looking for a coach, and he is the only one that the Texans. Yeah, Texans it's not like any of these five teams. We feel like really know what they're doing. It's so I mean, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, we can go that way. We can spin it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of them really just, have credibility. Hope, they're here for a reason. I would just hope it doesn't happen that way for a third straight year. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.